0: a word that I feel like God has been pressing me with it was a, it was a really good couple of days um, at awakening when I say a couple of days I was there for all day yesterday it felt like a couple of days we, I think I got up at 6 quarter to 6 in the morning by the time I got home I was home at 10.30 like that's a whole day that's actually two days that's two, two days worth of activity like seriously who gets up at quarter to 6 5.30 like do people do that like what's that and then, and then there's actually there was cars on the road going to the station. Like I'm in a hurry. I just thought I'd get on the road. There'd be no one there. I could speed. No police. But no, there's cars everywhere. And then I had to. I forgot my coffee. I had to stop it. Like it was a hectic day. It was a hectic day. But it was a really good day. I I, I love conferences. I, I'm not a conference junkie. Um, Part of my professional development as a minister and pastor is Mel and I, um, particularly myself, but Mel and I try to get to one minimum to a year just to go and be inspired, to learn something new, to be around other Christians, you know, um, to come away knowing that we're in this battle together. And yesterday, you know, I, I'm thinking of, of Eddie had Marvel Stadium. It seats 60,000. Uh, they probably had half of it. Open, yeah, I think half. I think a third of it would have been full. The bottom row, the second row, some sprinkling on the third. The floor was chock a block. There must have been 10, 15,000 people, I reckon, at least. When you get 10 or 15,000 people just worshipping God, same heart, different denominations, different ways of worshipping, some jumping, some with their hands raised, some that can sing, some that can't. You know, some sitting, some standing, some laying, you know, some dancing. You know, you know what I, I really love about um, interpretive dance? That it's interpretive. Yeah? Uh, and so there's no, there's no right way to do it because you won't find, in you know, the word interpretive in the Bible. Um, no one should ever ask my opinion, my interpretation of interpretive dance. Anyway, um, you know... <laughs> They had flags flying and kids doing somersaults, but they were all worshipping Jesus. And so there was such a sweet atmosphere in the house. It was so nice. And i, I just share all that just to say, if, if, you're not, if you're someone that doesn't go to a conference, you've never been to a conference, you know, you've never been outside of Ballarat and the small ones that happen here, you know, do yourself a favour. so into your faith, so into your belief, into your walk, and, and go and go, choose one. Pick one. There are plenty of people here that have got. Let's face it, all, we all have them. Yeah, we all have opinions. They're like armpits. We all have them. They all stink. Yeah, but if you want an opinion on a conference, ask. Them. Ask. Ask. We'll tell you. I'll. I'll be really open. You're going to go to that? Wow, that's really boring. That's so conservative. Holy Spirit, I don't think is going to that one. Oh, that's a really good one. You should go. Here. Like I'm. Like, let's face it. I'm. I, I. You know, I say it the way that I see it. But go, just go and go and go and go and go and go and invest into yourself. Yeah, home, work, your home, personal time is a priority. That is a must. Coming together as family is a must. It's you're not you're not meant to do life life alone. It just doesn't work that way. But sometimes just to see the bigger picture, that wow, there are people like me, you know, people in the same profession, same age, that dress the same, that all of that, and just to worship Jesus together, just does something you just walk away thinking man you know what i could walk through the streets of broad meadows at 2 a.m and i know i'm untouchable you know you know anyone you ever feel like that walking with the lord it's like oh come on who's going to bring some trouble i've got the angels with me no one ever thinks that anyway it just must be me just do it do it for yourself it's worth it's worth 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 doing but anyway i've um, continued to be thinking uh and, and have been thinking about this idea of being close to God, stuff that we're talking about. I really thought Father had finished talking about that last week, um, but yet he's continued it this week. Um, and so I want to share some of some of my ponderings and meanderings around that, especially especially after awakening, and, and it's still going now. You can live stream it at home. I think Bill Johnson's on at 2.30. That'll be cool. Um, the, the whole idea of awakening was about we all have... The power and the spirit of God within us, so now go out and share, share, share the gospel, share your faith, share your story, share about your God yeah um, and and I was thinking about that because i I've decided that people people aren't looking for rules and regulations yeah people aren't looking for a God that's going to tell them what to do, Holy Spirit will convict and convince people in your walk, yeah but they're not looking for people to share about a god that's going to tell them what to do what they're looking for is a people who can share about a god that they're in close relationship with that they're in intimate relationship with that's that's what they're looking for you know they're they're not looking for the god of religious rules and regulations you know like thank goodness that you know lamentations and Like some of these wonderful books that we all read so diligently. I know some of you love, 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 love. Particularly going through Leviticus with some of the laws. I know some of you love reading that. I personally like the New Testament a lot. (laughs) And I like going back to see and capture the heart of God and to find out how fortunate we are now and how close we are now. People are looking for a God that's close. That's in close relationship with us. And if you think about it, in Genesis chapter 3... Um, verses 7 to 9. Father always wanted a close relationship with us. He just always did. You know, it's, it, it is just so evident through the Old and the New Testament. You know, that passage of Scripture says, at the moment their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breeze... Aren't you glad they were fig leaves? Imagine if it was a gum tree. Imagine how many leaves they would need. Anyway, when the cool evening breezes were blowing... No, does anyone have a sense of humor here? I'm just asking, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Am I the only one that thinks these weird and wonderful things? Oh, come on, wow. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees, and the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? What I love about that passage of Scripture is not the fall, but from the moment of the fall, from the moment of separation... God, God actually shows His heart for His children. He just puts it on the table for every reader in the whole world to see. So even though shame and sin had now separated us from Papa, His longing then and is still the same as now, and His longing now is still the same as then, because all He's wanting is a close relationship. So they're separated, and the first thing God says is, "Hey, where are you?" You know, it's like you're at home. And I don't know about you, but if I don't sense Mel around, yeah, because I like to have her close, if I don't sense her around, you ask her, I yell through the house, Hey, love, where are you? And you'll hear back, you know. I never hear back, I'm in the toilet. That, should, that doesn't happen in our home. I don't think she goes. So what I often hear back is, <laughs> I'm doing makeup. I'm in the bathroom. Or, you know, I'm in the bedroom. You know, it's, oh, she's in the bedroom. No, I don't think that either. No, but the point is, the point is, just making sure you're all awake, yeah? Just the point is that I need her around, so I call out, where are you? Like, where are you, love? And she always calls back, I'm here. This is where I am. God shows his heart. He goes, where are you? Where are you? And so I'm discovering more and more that, that Papa not only wants to be close to me, that he just knows me as his child. Like he knows every one of you. Father God knows each and every one of you like just so, so intimately really. You know, Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. I knew you before I formed you. Well, that's just mind boggling. I don't know anything before I do something. Like half the times, I'm scared to do something because I don't know it or how it's going to come out. You know, I I I just admire tradesmen that they can see a block of wood and they can tell what that thing's going to be. I look at a block of wood and I think, oh man, how am I going to get rid of that? You know, like I don't see it, so I can't do it. God God saw it; He knew it before we were even formed. What about John ten fourteen? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. Yeah, He knows us. He knows us. He knows us. This might be the simplest theology that you ever hear, but it should be enough for us to get through tomorrow and then tomorrow to get through the next and the next and the and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, that he actually knows us. He knows everything about us. His love for us runs so deep that there's nothing, yeah, nothing that he doesn't know. Yes, he's God, but it's, it's not because of that. It's because he's good. It's because he's a father and he knows us. What about Matthew 10, verse 28 to 31? Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows, one copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. The very hairs, yeah? Whether you've got a full head of hair, whether you've got tight curls, whether you've got some sprinklings left on the side, every, or none at all, and you've got eyebrows that are making out, like, I don't know, right? Every hair on your head, the Father knows. It, this is how much he knows us, because I, I, we, we need as a people, as believers, to understand this, yeah? It, it, this is... Such a knowledge that that is is too large for us to comprehend. Because this thought, it's almost insanity. That means that he knows that hair number 23, hair number 55, hair number 226, hair number 1015 actually fell out of your head onto your pillow while you slept. He knows that. So it says all the hairs on your head are numbered. That means he knows where everyone is at every single moment of time. That, that means that hair number one, hair number 50, hair number 2074 actually came out in your brush while you were brushing your hair this morning. That's how intimately he knows you. That's how much knowledge he has for you, if it's me, he knows that hair number 37, 38, 39, because they're all close together. 40, 41, 42, they're all grey. He knows that. I wish knowing that he would do something about it, yeah. But he knows that he knows us, he knows us so well, yeah. So, how close must he be to know us so well? How close, really? How close must he be to know us so well? And and the more. The more I thought about this, the more I found just how knowledgeable Father God is about us. That he really, like, wow, knows us. Psalm 139. It's a brilliant psalm. But talk about a God that knows you. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Some things, part things, a couple of things, everything, yeah? You know when I sit down... Or stand up. In other words, you know when I'm lying down. You know when I'm rolling. You know when I'm running. You know you know what, whatever I'm doing. You know when I'm speaking with two hands. When I'm speaking with one hand. When I'm speaking with both hands. You know, yeah. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great for me to understand. I love that David actually got it. This is just, this is mind-blowing. How this creator of heaven and earth knows us. I can never escape from your spirit. I, I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I can't hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day, darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake you, you are still with me. Just for a moment. Can it I'm gonna ask it, just close your eyes just for a moment. I just want you to ponder that just for yourself. Just think about it for a moment. Oh my that truth, that reality takes more than a moment to sink in. god father god abba papa daddy he knows us he knows everything about us he's close to us and i guess the reality is that god sees he investigates he keeps track of every single detail about you and i about his children there's not a a freckle there's not a scar there's not a pimple. There's not a hurt, there's not a strain that he doesn't actually know. Nothing. There's nothing on you that you've felt, that you've seen, that you've pondered, that you've thought that he doesn't know. That, that, that is mind-blowing, isn't it? And, And I love Psalm 139 because King David... Must have been sitting with some of the same stuff that I've been sitting with, and, and, and coming to a point where he's realizing the extent of how well Papa knows him and knows us, realizing that God's eyes are forever on us, forever on us. Because then David gets, David asks something, and, you know, he suggests something. And in Psalm 8, verse 4, he goes, What is mankind that you're mindful of them? Like, really, Father, you know me so well, but what are we? Like, what what are we That, that you're mindful of us? He was probably thinking, we're frail, we're fallen, we make mistakes. We don't worship you the way that we should. Why is it that you are mindful of us, that you care for us? This much I know. Father God is close. Yeah, he's close. And here's where my ponderings and meanderings and thoughts got to. He's close. But are we close to him? Are we close to Jesus? Are we close to him or are we close by? Yeah? See, if you and I are going to be transformed more and more into the image of Jesus with ever increasing glory, then we need to be able to ask and answer that question definitively. Are we actually close or are we close by? Because it makes a difference. How we answer that makes a difference to how we live life, makes a difference to how we respond, makes a difference to how we actually interact and do stuff. It makes a difference. It changes what we share when it comes to our relationship with daddy. So there's an important truth that lies in what I'm about to share. And and here it is. is There's a book. Corey Turner mentioned it when he was here. Peter um, Schizero's book. Um, And the book's called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And in it, he points out something that's brilliant. It's a brilliant thought. And it strikes you when you stop and, and just rest in it. Because Peter suggests that although God has full access to information about us, yeah, he knows us. He's God. Even though God has full access to everything about us, yeah, that doesn't mean he has full access to us. Yeah, Even though he has full access to all the information about us, it doesn't mean that he has full access to us. See, access to information and an invitation to intimacy are two different things, yeah? And how close we are to him depends on us and not him. He's as close as he can get. He can't get any closer. The rest now falls on us. See, are we close to God or just close by? Because close by looks different to close. Looks similar, but it's different. Like it's just so different. And and David... David refers to that in Psalm 139. He uses the first 18, actually, the, I stopped at 18, but he uses the first 22 verses to show how much God knows us, how much He loves us, how close He is to us. But then, after the first 22 verses, when you get to verse 23, something shifts and changes. And I, I think if we were to summarize those first part of those verses, it You'd summarize it like this, Lord, you have all the information about me. There's nothing about me that you don't know. Yeah? Good summary. And then here's the shift. David cries out in verse 23. Now, he's just explained how God knows us. And then he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. We just established 18 to 22 verses where Papa knows us, where he has all the knowledge about us. Yeah? Yeah? But this is what David's saying. He's saying, Lord, you know me, but I don't want you just to know the details. I want to invite you into them. Do you understand the difference? There's a difference from being close to being close by. God knows everything. And David's saying, hey, you know everything about me. But when he yells out and says, Lord, search me, what he's saying is, Lord, I want to invite you into this space. I want to invite you into this place. I want to invite you into my heart. You know it, but I want you to be a part of it. Yeah? So Father God has full access to information about us. He knows us, but it doesn't mean he has full access to us. You've got to grab this. Access to information and an invitation to intimacy are two different things. One is dependent on God, the other is dependent on us. Yeah? And the enemy, all the enemy wants to do, he wants to rob and kill and destroy our relationship with Father God. That's what the enemy wants to do. To do. We know that. John 10:10. 10, 10. God wants us to have a life abundant. The enemy is quite happy for us to settle, yeah, to settle on a relationship that's information based. What are most of the arguments between churches, denominations, theology? All the information is never about your intimacy with God. It's always about information. Here's my slant on theology. Here's my slant on theology. The devil's happy for us to live in information alone. Yeah. But God wants us. Yeah. See, if we look back at Genesis again now, yeah, at those verses chapter, uh, from chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. So they hid from the Lord God. I'm just jumping down to verse, part of verse 8. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees, and the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Satan knew that as soon as Adam and Eve made the mistake, that as soon as they did that, as soon as they were exposed, he knew they would go into hiding. He knew, he knew they would go into hiding, they would look for fig leaves, he knew that. And if you think about humanity today, nothing's changed. When a shameful thing comes up, we don't go and go, Oh, you know, like we don't even share it with our closest partners and spouses half the time because of shame since that day that has not changed yeah and and when it comes to god i know we have intimate relationship with god but i wonder how intimate that relationship is at times because do we know that we have got something there and know that we need his help but do we always actually share it and express it yeah see we still hide and the distance we try to place between ourselves and God is exactly what Satan wants. It's what he's always wanted. See, we think covering up and isolating ourselves yeah, from God's presence is safer than revealing ourselves and inviting God's presence into that struggle. Remember that being close and being close by are two different things. So we, we need to look how how Daddy dealt with, the, with that separation. So God's response to Adam and Eve, did you notice it? Yeah, we talked about it. Did you notice how he didn't ask what they did? He didn't say, you know, like, seriously. But the first thing he, did, he said, I, I would have asked, I, I always ask. Mel goes, Han, why, why are you addressing the behaviour of the children? Why don't you find out what's going on? Because the behaviour is freaking me out. Um, God doesn't have those freak out moments, yeah, right? So Adam and Eve are hiding. But the first thing he says is, isn't, why are well, you hiding? It's like, where are you? He, the tone of his voice and what he presents is completely different. And the reason for that is this, yeah? And this is for us. He wanted to know if they would invite him into their struggle. Understand? They're hiding. He could have... Question them about why and who did this to you, and all that. But the first thing he says is, Where are you? He's giving them an opportunity to invite him into their struggle. Being close and being close by are two different things, they look totally different. You know, in times of our hurt and loneliness when when stuff's not happening when we're in failure we can hide from god you know if you've got a pornography addiction or a drug addiction or any sort of addiction you know it's a really hard conversation with god say god i'm really struggling with pornography right now you know like there are just some things that are really tough tough conversations to have with your father it's just tough some things are really easy to bring up but some things are tough. Remembering that God's as close as he can get. He knows everything about us. If we've got an addiction or a struggle, he knows it already, yeah? But all he's saying is, where are you? Where are you inviting, inviting us into a place where we can invite him into our struggle? Because then we move from being close by to being close. And, and, it, and it actually looks different. John 13, 23 to 25 one of them, the disciples whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter mentioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. And leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, you know, who is it? The King James or the New King James Version, I think, reads it the best. And it says, that same passage of Scripture says, Now there was, there, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, when, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore mentioned to him to ask who it was whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? It's like this. It's, it's upfront and personal. So can, you, can I get you to move your phone just for a minute because I don't want to crush the screen. Here, Mel, I know that you're loving people. Just come and sit on the chair and look at everyone, sprightly and young and, you know... There's a reason I need all the chairs. This is what close looks like. Close by, I should say. This is close by. Hey, love. How are you? How's your day? (laughs) What are we we having for lunch? What are you making for lunch? (laughs) okay care team i need something for lunch no. <laughs> um this is close yeah oh, close by but i, I want to show you close if we're going off that scripture close by sorry was resting on jesus's bosom wasn't it that's right <laughs> well i can't quite get there but now i, I just want to suggest this is close yeah God, God can get as close as he can, but if you sit in the chair next to him, you're close by. Close looks like this. Hun, I really struggled this morning with the boys. I'm so glad that he doesn't have access to load stuff on our website. Um, I think I'll remove privileges from Facebook for a day. See, John, John was so close that he leant back and he looked at Jesus and he goes, Jesus, who, who, who was it? So it's at this point, when you're close to God, not close by, and you've got a struggle in your life, this is, this is where you sit. You're here and you're like, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm really, it's embarrassing, but I'm still struggling with that thing. Mm. You know? And then God would say, well what, well, what thing? What thing? Close by is, you know, that, you know, that, you know close is oh, god I'm, I'm struggling with that addiction with alcohol or whatever it might be or you know i, got, I have road rage because people in ballarat can't drive <laughs> you, you, you get my point yeah um, there's a difference this is close by but when you're able to then lean back against the shoulder and, and the chest and the breast of a person you're not just close by you are you're close yeah and God knows everything about us, everything. And when he, says, when he says to Adam, where are you? He's inviting him. He's saying, come on, don't, don't stay where you're at. Don't just stay in your chair and cover up what's going on. Don't, don't live close by. I didn't create you and put you in the garden for that. Yeah, you can actually yeah, live okay. close. Thanks, love. Give a hand for Mel. I really enjoyed that. It was a shame other people were in the house. It's, it's up close and personal. Yeah, it, it's it's transparent. It's it's vulnerable. It's honest with him. You and I don't know about you, but I I don't just want to. I just don't want Father God to know me. Sorry, my obsessive chair disorder is kicking in. That's what OCD stands for, obsessive chair disorder. Um, I I really don't want... Thanks, Stephen. I'll just drop him here. That's fine. Just because people are looking at chairs. Um, I I don't want God to to just know me. I want to be able to actually invite him into every situation. I I, want to be like John, where I can lean back on, on his on his bosom, on his chest, on his breast, and, and, and know that, that I'm in his embrace. I want to be close to him, not just close by. I, I, I want to be able to write you know, a story about myself one day that says, you know, the pastor from Mount Clear that Jesus loved the most. You know, I want to be able to write words like that. Because think about it, John wrote, John, and he wrote, you know, the disciple that that he loved the most. Well, that's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? But I want to be so close to him that I feel comfortable writing it, whether it's the truth or not, yeah? What do you want? Are you happy with your current proximity, closeness to Jesus? Or do you want to be closer See, he knows everything about you. He's done his bit. He's got as close as he can get. Now, he's just saying, where are you? Do you want to be closer? Father God has full access to information about us, about all of us. He knows us. But that doesn't mean that he has full access to us. He leaves that with us, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I think it's time to invite him in the areas of our lives that we've covered up and that have been hidden. You know, it was so apparent yesterday that people that don't know Jesus, the unsaved, the unchurched, the ungodly, whatever terminology you'd like to use, those that, biblically speaking, are going to spend eternity separated from Father God. Yeah, This is what I learned yesterday. They don't want God. They don't want Jesus. What they want is to discover your God and your Jesus. Yeah. So we're, they don't want to hear about God. They want to hear about Jesus. They want to hear about our God. They want to hear about our Jesus. And when we're close by, we tell them about Jesus and we tell them about God. But when we're close now they hear about our God. Yeah. They hear about our Jesus. There's a shift. Why don't we all stand? Yeah. yeah? Do I want some worship? Hmm. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come tonight for overflow. Um, yeah, just some soft, soft keys, something in the background. I was thinking of a song before, but it's left me. Sorry. I just want to give us an opportunity. And I don't think this is ever wasted. I think God invites us into this place all the time, you know. He so loves us that he's always saying, Hey, Andrew, where are you? You know, hey, Barry, where are you? James, where are you? Hillary, where are you? He's always asking us that so that he can invite us or give us the opportunity to invite him into our space and place and our struggle and our problem you know and uh, the truth is that some of us have walked with the Lord for a long time you know all of our lives and we have God neatly nicely where he fits in our life and he is close by yeah but we're not close to him we're close by but we're not close to him lives happen Work's happened, children have happened, relationships have happened. But we've actually just forgotten to invite him into some of the spaces, yeah? We've just forgotten. Forgotten that we can lean back against his chest, against his bosom. Forgotten that we can sit in his lap. Forgotten that we can just stare into his face and look into his eyes and share some of that stuff. Just forgotten. He doesn't reprimand us for it. He doesn't yell at us for it. All he does, he says, hey, Sue, where are you? Cyril, Jen, where are you? Come. So I want us all to have the opportunity to realign. Sometimes we just need to realign. The printer in our office often needs to be realigned or it doesn't print right. Sometimes life's not going quite right because not because our faith's out. It just needs to be realigned. Yeah. We need to move off the chair, put our feet up, lean back against the bosom of Jesus, looking into his wonderful face and be honest and open and transparent. Yeah. Because though he knows you, he doesn't have full access to you until you give it to him. Amen. So just with... With your eyes closed, however you pray, yeah? I'm gonna pose a question and I'm gonna ask for you to respond by putting up your hand and then putting it down. Not because I wanna see it, please hear my heart. Why do we do altar calls? Why do we have things where people have to move out of their seat? Why do we ask people to raise their hands? It's Because in that step, that action, that physical action that sometimes grinds at us, because why? I don't want people to know or I don't, I'm okay or whatever the reasoning might be in your own struggle. It's As you do that physically, there's a step of physical faith that's happening that's actually going to transpire into your spirit. It's going to photocopy that commitment that you just made, yeah? Because it's so easy sometimes to be able to, to sit and to think, yes, that's for me, and you keep it as a secret between you and God. But when you sometimes have to do something and put up your hand or step out, it's a bit hard. God won't let you keep that one a secret. <laughs> he just doesn't because he reminds you. Remember that day? Do you remember you did that? Remember you said that? Remember you stepped forward? So whoever you are, however long you've walked with the Lord, you know, if you know you've been close by and you know that God knows you, but you know that you have not invited in, into every situation, you know that he's been calling out your name, you know that he's been asking, hey, where are you? And you know that within yourself, you, need to, you just need to be able to lean back against the chest of Jesus. You need to know that you can just rest in his lap and be totally honest with him. If you want to move into that place and that space today for your own personal walk, it's got nothing to do with Mount Clear Church of Christ. It's got nothing to do with St. Pat's or St. Paul's or it's got nothing to do with any other church in Ballarat or Victoria or Australia. This is your personal walk with the Saviour. If you know that you can actually move closer to Jesus. Why not you tell him that you want to do that? If that's you in the house, just put your hand up and just within yourself go, that's me, God. I want that. I want that. I want that. I want more of you, God. Thank you that you know me. But Lord, I, I, I give you permission now. Search my heart. Search my heart and know me. Come into the areas where I'm struggling. Come into my frustrations. Come into my addictions. Come into areas where I'm angry. Come into areas where I'm sad. Father, you know times that I'm anxious. Come into that. Come into that, God. Father, the depression that I I feel, come into that. Come into that. You know I struggle when I'm sad, but but I I just need to lean against your chest. I just need to feel your arms. I need to know that you, you have me in those times, God. I need to be so close that I know that you'll comfort me when I'm, when I'm depressed and when I'm anxious, when I'm angry and when I'm jealous. And, and when I don't know what life has, I just need to know that, that, that you're there, closer than a brother. Father, I thank you for every heart in this room. Father, it's not a a day to be sad, but a day to be joyous, Father, where we hear your cry. Lord, we know that you know us, your God. Lord, you know our comings. You know our goings. Father, you know when we lie down. Lord, you know when we stand up. You know when we sit, God. You know us. But, Father, now we invite you in closer to look deeper, Father, to dig deeper. Dig wells, Father, of relationship and intimacy, Lord. That, Father, there's nothing that will hide in that place. That we will be so close, Lord, that like John, God, we'll write our our own book that says, Hey, the believer in Jesus that you love the most. I know for some of you this is going to challenge you. But just in your own heart, I want you to pretend like you're writing that page. You're writing that line. And I want you to be able to say in your heart, Hey, Jesus, it's me, your disciple, who you love the most. Jesus, it's me, your disciple, that you love the most. It's not the pastor. It's not the elder. It's not my wife. It's not my husband. It's not the guy that I I saw on television with no arms and no legs that was preaching the gospel. It's me, your your disciple, that you love the most. It's me that you've walked through the valley of the shadow of death and you kept me through that time. It's me who you love the most. You know, God, remember the disciple? The one that keeps crying out to you at night when, when I lay down and put my head on the pillow? That's me, your disciple that you love the most. Today we need to shift into a belief system that so comfortably says, Hey God, it's me Andrew, it's me James, whatever your name is, it's me Sam. I am your disciple who you love the most. And thank you for being close to me. But Lord God, now I'm moving close to you. Lord, my life will never be the same again. It's going to be changed forevermore. Changed forevermore we prayed for judy earlier and john (laughs) judy can lean against the breast and the bosom of jesus and say hey jesus it's judy the disciple that you love the most can you heal my husband i'm struggling with this yeah catherine can say hey lord you know the struggles with dhhs but as I, as I sit in your lap, as I lean against you, as I, as I stare in your eyes, you know, you know, you know the pressure that it, that's been on me, God, what I've been carrying. I invite you into this place and this space so I can walk with you, the disciple that you love the most. Yeah? Father, thank you for your goodness and thank you for your grace. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that we can live a life, Father, that's so different to those that don't know you. We mourn differently to those that don't know you. Lord, we worship differently to those that worship other gods and other things. Father, you're the one true living God. Lord, you heal and redeem and restore. Father, you sanctify and justify. You set free. You raise from the dead. That's you. That's our God. The one that we've positioned close to. So this day, God, we give you all the glory. And just now, church, just start to thank him. Just start to thank him. Just thank him in your own words. Thank him. Thank him. Just thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my life. Thank you that you're always there. Thank you that you never leave me, never forsake me. Thank you that I can just press back against your chest and know you're embraced. Thank you that you're always good. Everybody say, Let's live a life not close by, but close to Jesus. Amen? Why don't you give someone a hug as the day finishes? Give someone a high five. Tell them that you love them and enjoy your day in Jesus' name. Amen.